Inside information revealing the AUB Polygamy Group Temple Ceremonies next on Polygamy. What love is this? Last time we began a discussion about the Apostolic United Brethren Polygamy Group, also known as the AUB. This is part two in which we're going to present information from anonymous individuals describing the AUB's secret ceremonies which at the time included nude rituals. If there are changes since then, we are not aware of them. First, a disclaimer. We have reason to believe that these are authentic accounts of their rituals, but we have not independently vetted them. These claims were made anonymously, therefore our viewers can decide for themselves whether or not they're believable. But we do know <laughs> that they were taken from the LDS Church's ceremonies. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, I received information and complaints about the secret rituals that took place in the AUB Endowment House. I asked if they would come on our show and talk about them. The woman was terrified, is forbidden to disagree with leadership or talk publicly about them. She was terrified to talk. She's terrified not to talk because if she didn't, everything would remain the same. No one, of course, in any religion should ever be made to be fearful to say anything about their leaders or their rituals or their beliefs or their practices. God draws us by His love, His patience and grace and truth. If you're in a religion that uses fear tactics that way, you need to get out. And if you're in a religion that has secrets, and threatens you not to reveal those secrets, even if they're called sacred, you need to get out because that's not God's way. The two testimonies that we have explain the AUB rituals. One is from a male and the other a female. What we present may offend some of our viewers, but then <laughs> the truth does offend sometimes. Now, I have never taken an oath of secrecy, so I cannot be accused of violating their secrets or their sacred rituals. In fact, these folks wanted me to make this information public. Please be advised that there is some mildly graphic language in their stories. Our first quote. Yeah, this is from the Apostolic United Brethren Religious Ritual Abuse in Polygamy by DR in 2009. Mm -hmm. The mainstream Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints began a ritual described as the washing and anointing. It initiates disrobed to complete nudity, having their nude bodies washed head to foot by members of the same sex, men to men, women to women, followed by having their nude bodies anointed in perfumed oil. Then they had a religious garment placed on their nude bodies prior to attending the Mormon endowment ceremony. During the 19th century and into the 20th century, the mainstream LDS Church modified the washing and anointing ordinance so that temple initiates were completely nude but wore a poncho-like cover called a shield, which was completely open both sides so that temple workers could touch their nude bodies from head to toe, first with water, then with oil, while reciting the religious rites. And that's what you were talking about last time yes. when they had that shield. Right. Now this information I have here on these papers, um, it has a little more information that I want to reveal on on uh, the show, but, but this is stuff that we have received as being verified by the people who this actually happened to. And actually since those early days and because of complaints and fear of lawsuits and rumors and negative reports, the LDS Church has modified the nudity in their rituals. 
But as with almost everything else, what the LDS Church changes does not necessarily indicate that the polygamy groups are going to change accordingly. Still doing it. Now, some polygamy groups do not have designated temples or endowment houses, but some do. And before the LDS accepted blacks into their priesthood, the AUB encouraged their members, who were also members of the LDS Church at the same time, they encouraged them to use the LDS temples for their anointing and endowments, and many of them did. By the way, unknown to many people, there are a lot of secret polygamists who are members of both the polygamy group and the LDS Church. Interesting. But when the LDS gave the blacks the priesthood, the AUB withdrew their involvement and began performing their own rituals in their own buildings. In 1994, AUB member Joseph Thompson was excommunicated from the all-red polygamy group because of allegations of sexual abuse and pedophile activities. Now, strangely, he had been in charge of the washing and anointing nude portions of their endowment ceremony. And he was also a member of the AUB Council. So from the beginning of the AUB Endowment House up until 1994, a sexual predator was in charge of their nude rituals. Now that's a dangerous combination. We want to quote one man's experience from the paper entitled The AUB Endowment House. After entering the endowment house, I was led to a dressing room along with several other men and was told to remove all of my clothing. When I was called to the washing and anointing area, I entered through a door where I observed several men being directed by Joseph Thompson to remove their shields, rendering them totally naked except for a towel. I was then told to take off your shield, you don't need it. He stared at all of us naked men as we walked by him. I then endured one of the most horrific experiences of my life, standing naked in front of two men while they touched my body from head to toe with water, then with oil. When my loins were anointed with oil, the man administering the oil put his finger in my pubic hair just above my genitals. I had not consented to this. It was totally against my will. These were men that I had trusted. How could they do this to me? Years later, when it was revealed that Joseph Thompson was a sexual predator, I began having nightmares of this experience, which continue to this day. In fact, there were three men who participated in administering the washings and anointings in the AUB ceremony who were excommunicated when leadership discovered their sexual abuse activities. One of the men was eventually sent to prison for his crimes. Hmm. A very important question arises from this and from the victims and other members who have asked the question, the leadership of every Mormon group claims that God calls the people that he wants to serve. Now, if that were true, why would God call pedophiles and sexual abusers into their leadership council? The leaders claim that God reveals information to them. So why didn't God reveal these sexual abusers and have them called out before they were in leadership and before they abused? The truth is that God has nothing to do with false claims that any polygamy group is the kingdom of God. How sad and how tragic that these people are duped into believing that the nude rituals are pleasing to God, whether it's in the polygamy groups or the LDS church. Find one hint in the Bible where this kind of ritual is described or where it took place or is even commanded. It's nothing but superstitious behavior and has no bearing whatsoever on salvation, eternal life, Jesus Christ, holiness, integrity, or sanctification. 
and it should be stopped. All their secret rituals should be stopped, or at least stop claiming that God has any part of it. That's a good point. We quote again from the paper. Nude touching and nude exposure all play into the hands of sexual voyeurs and deviates. Because of the secrecy of people, in, of people involved in this cult, it is difficult to determine the full extent of abuse, but it is known that abuse occurs because of nudity and specifically nude touching. Well, that only makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? it? sure does. Now, we want to share some information from the woman's testimony, and of course she remains anonymous. She said that she gives this information of her own free will and, will, and choice and, and, and hoping that it will rectify embarrassing and immoral rituals performed by the AUB. She had gotten engaged to be married, and the protocol, of course, for AUB members is to be married in their endowment house, and after the ceremony, they would all be wearing their special Mormon garments. Yes, the polygamists, some polygamists do wear those garments. But she had no prior idea of the ceremony that preceded getting the garments, nor did she have the opportunity to decline the ceremony. This is what happened. My fiancé and I write... Start over. My fiance and I arrived in Bluffdale early in the morning and entered the endowment house. There were brochures that talked briefly about the various steps to the endowment ceremony. I became very concerned with the text describing the washing and anointing because of the implications that if you were critical of this portion of the ceremony, you had a bad attitude about what was happening. Keep in mind that I had no idea what it was about to happen. A woman dressed in white opened the door and called my name. I was taken to a dressing area where I was instructed to completely disrobe and to put on my shield, which is basically a white sheet, open on both sides with a hole in the top for your head. I was then taken to a small cubicle where two women waited for me. Before entering the cubicle, I was told to remove my shield, exposing my naked body to these two women. I felt embarrassed, violated, and angry. One woman recited a script while touching my nude body, starting with my head and proceeding down to my feet. I was then told to put the shield back on for a moment, while the other woman prepared oil, which was in an animal horn of some sort. I was then told to remove my shield again, exposing my nude body a second time. The second woman repeated the touching, only this time with oil starting with my head and moving downward, even touching my naked breast and finishing with my feet. At this point, I had tears streaming down my cheeks from being humiliated and feeling violated. Then they helped me into my temple garments and instructed me to return to the dressing room. This would be traumatic. I yes. can't even imagine going through something like that. She said that she had been taught all her life to be modest, yet she described this this experience is an incredibly contradiction, incredible contradiction to modesty. She felt horribly ashamed and did not want to continue through the rest of the, of the ceremony, but she had no choice in the matter. She said that there's also a similar ritual that pregnant mothers are exposed to. It's called the mother's blessing. The expectant mother is required to take off all her clothes, and then she is washed, anointed, and intimately touched as described in the regular ritual. This woman had had several children, but she said she refused to participate in any of their mother's blessings ceremonies. She said nudity should not be part of a religion and ended her testimony by saying she cannot reveal her identity for fear of retribution and reprisal, and she's right. 
But there are no secret ceremonies in authentic Christianity. There are no nude ceremonies in authentic Christianity. In the biblical temple, no marriages ever took place. There was no endowments. There were no, or, or, there were no endowments or blessings. No nudity or polygamy rituals were ever performed within the walls of the biblical temple. Mormonism has completely twisted every holy doctrine that God has given us, and this particular twist is devastating. It is disgusting and demeaning to many people who have been made to suffer through its humiliation. Now, we've said before, if you have nothing to hide, you hide nothing. The obvious question is, why do they hide their marriage ceremonies? It cannot be cut be because they are sacred. The most sacred topic anyone could ever talk about is God himself. Yet he isn't too sacred to talk about. So why are marriage rituals and secret temple activities considered as more sacred to discuss than God? And biblically, the first marriage was monogamy, and there is no requirement of, of, of secret handshakes and endowments and rituals and oaths and vows and other activities which sources masonry, not God. Now, we're going to share what the male said about his experience in the endowment ceremony. He also remi remains anonymous, clearly explaining that he could not use his real name for fear of reprisal, the same fear that the female had expressed. He also stated that the ceremony was embarrassing to him and that it was immoral. Mm -hmm. He says, Several years ago, I was approached by a leader of the polygamous group, Apostolic United Brethren, which I am a member. I was instructed to prepare for an endowment. I was given a date and a piece of paper which had no instructions, just a list of temple clothing that I would need to bring with me to the endowment house. It should be noted that my wife was also invited to this event. We arrived early in the morning on the date and asked to take a seat to wait for our names to be called. My wife was called first by a woman in white temple clothes. I was then called by an AUB leader in white temple clothes as well. I was taken into a dressing room where there were two other men. We were instructed to remove all of our clothing, bring a pair of temple garments, and to wrap ourselves in a white towel which we had brought with our other clothing. One of the men asked if we should wear our shield, a white poncho-like garment designed to provide a little modesty, which is completely open on each side. One of the AUB leaders, who seemed to be directing traffic, responded, Don't bother, you won't need it. I was then led to a small tile stall where two men were waiting. I was instructed to remove my towel, which rendered me completely nude in front of two men that I did not know well. I was embarrassed and humiliated beyond words. One of the men touched my body from head to toe with water, reciting rites from the LDS temple ceremony. Then the other man followed the same routine, touching my naked body with oil. When he anointed my loins, his finger was in my pubic hair just above my gen genitals. I felt so violated that I wanted to run out of the building. Both men helped me into my garments and instructed me to return to the dressing room and get dressed. There are not words sufficient to describe the trauma and humiliation that I have felt since this experience. This is not a spiritual, religious experience, but rather a form of abuse, in my opinion. My wife's description afterwards was similar and she wept when describing these events to me. She was devastated. So something like that couldn't be coming from a loving God by any means. Doesn't sound like a spiritual means. experience, no. does it? Not at all. 
Now, we want to comment on a couple of remarks that are made in these stories. The first one is that both both of these people who shared uh, their story were fearful of stating their name because of possible reprisal or retribution. And the second is that this experience was not spiritual <laughs> and nudity should never be required in a religious ritual. So first, any time we're confronted with the religious ideas that require silence, secrets, also of secrecy or fear of, of the leadership, you need to get out of Dodge. <laughs> you, know, you need to leave. Fear of human leadership is not God's way. God's true servants are kind, compassionate, transparent, reaching out to serve in love and grace, never utilizing fear and fright or coercion. The second, the most difficult people to reach with the truths of authentic Christianity are those who rely upon religion and religious traditions to secure favor with God. But that's not the way to God. He doesn't want religion or ritual or ceremony or lip service or nudity or polygamy. All he wants is an authentic and personal relationship with each of us. Ritual and ceremony can be consigned to places far away because they will not benefit anyone's eternity. We are not saved by the letter of the law, but through the Holy Spirit who gives spiritual life. <laughs> Isaiah said it like this. Yeah, in chapter 57, verse 12, I will expose your righteousness and your works, and they will not benefit you. They won't benefit them. I wish, I wish we could get this message across to this culture. Uh, Self-righteous works will never benefit us. In fact, Isaiah explains it further. Yeah, in chapter 64, verse 6, All of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shriveled up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. So all these things that they do will not take care of sin. No. There's only one place where sin is taken care of, and that's on the cross of Jesus Christ. No nude ritual in anyone's temple will ever erase sins that we have committed against God or against each other. God has given us Jesus Christ as our substitute, and He will not accept good works or rituals in place of or in addition to Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is warning the people who were using the temple as a backdrop for rituals in which they served false gods. God told Jeremiah to tell them this. Yeah, chapter 7, verse 8. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. And that's precisely describes these false, embarrassing Mormon rituals. They are deceptive and worthless. And the Apostle Paul, who came out of a highly ritualized religion that based their righteousness on lots of rituals and works and rules, when he discovered God's grace instead of God's works, he said this. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they do not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own they did not submit to God's righteousness. Those two verses are very They're, well worth studying for anybody who is depending upon works or rituals to get right with God. I, God's, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I always think of the, uh, they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts, hearts are, are far, far from, from me. me. So true. <laughs> so, and that's exactly what this is. Yeah. God's grace through Jesus Christ is the only pathway to God. It's through Jesus Christ alone and no ritual or ceremony or so-called endowments can possibly do or add to what Jesus has already finished on our behalf.
We cannot add to the salvation that Jesus purchased for us. We can only receive it by faith alone and then say, thank you, Jesus, that he finished the work we need and he did that on the cross. And so that's all we're going to talk about, the, the rituals of the AUB. But I find it very interesting that, that they talk about these things. They had to do it anonymously because of fear. Sure. And, and I think as I was raised in the Kingston group, so much fear they put in us. as And they still do, by the way, for very many things. The fear... Uh, I never knew God loved me. I, I thought he hated me, and I was fearful of yeah, him. I've always been surprised at that since it's supposed to be a religious organization. You'd think that they would be teaching how much God loves you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not unless you're doing what they want. Right. God doesn't love you. It's all conditional. And we, did they have the same kind of marriage ceremonies as far as you know? I never went to any of their marriage ceremonies. They were all secret. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but they did have secret rituals. They did have secret ceremonies, yeah. and I don't. No, no one's ever told me what they did within the Kingston group. Right. Now, next um, couple of weeks, we're going to have a lady from the Kingston group as, as my guest. And mm -hmm. I can ask her about that. Maybe she will know so what goes on in there. Huh? In there, Yeah, if she wants to talk about it. Although she wasn't married polygamously. She's, yeah. She was the leader's daughter. So she oh, might know she more might than know we know. Yeah. But we just want our viewers to know that uh, if you are involved in any LDS ceremonies, whether it's you're in a polygamy group or whether you're in the church, and, and it makes you feel weird, it's because it's weird. Because it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it isn't anything God has required. It doesn't make you more holy. It certainly isn't pleasing to God, and you will never find any background for that at all in the Old or the New Testament. Well, and that's what's so funny about the mainstream church and polygamists as well is that they believe Joseph Smith was restoring truth, yeah. mm -hmm. and these things are not even out there to be restored. They right. were never, they were never in the original temple or. Yeah, and anything. and we talk about that once in a while on 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 our discussions here that restoration is is means to restore something back to the original. Right. Where where's the original? There is no original. Yeah. All they did was sacrifice animals and, mm -hmm. in and the temple. And the priest, the priesthood mediation, yeah. that's all it was. Women, women couldn't even go in the temple, in the biblical temple. So. Nope, <laughs> nope. And they only had one high priest at a time, and only he could go behind the curtain. That's right. Right. Thanks again, Earl. Yeah, I you sure bet. appreciate your help. Yeah, you, you know, we urge everyone who is relying on rituals and sealing endowment ceremonies to do a thorough study of the Bible and discover what it ex uh, what it really teaches about those things. Do you know what the Bible teaches about taking oaths? Do you know what the New Testament teaches about secrets and dead works and religious rituals? If Mormonism is a restoration, where's the original from which it was supposed to have been restored? Those who try to earn eternal life for themselves are rejecting what Jesus taught, which makes everything they do done in vain. Jesus alone is all we need, and trusting Jesus alone through faith alone is the antidote to every false doctrine and is the cleansing for every single sin. So toss out nude rituals, unnecessary oaths, religious works, and polygamy, and just trust Jesus. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. 
If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.